Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Rewind, the podcast that rewatches, reviews, and runs late for court for every movie, show, and one shot in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm Tony Camarena. And I'm Matt Rodriguez. And uh, just want to remind you to uh, join us at MCU underscore Rewind on Twitter and give us five star ratings and talk to us and say hi and let us know that you're out there. But this episode, we're covering Daredevil Season 2, Episode 7, Semper Fudge. I mean, Semper Fi. Original air date, March 18th, 2016. All right, and so let's just go ahead and jump into it. And uh, Tony, uh, we're, what, seven episodes in now to this season? And I finally yes. remembered the rule of making sure we follow one minute for this intro. And I timed all it right. this time, too. So so if you want to time me again, feel free to, to do that. But it's all right. I've already done it. I will. A jury is selected for the Punisher trial, and the Nelson and Murdoch group have no idea how they're going to defend Frank Castle, something they should have thought of before deciding to defend him. Meanwhile, Elektra and Daredevil find the man who encrypted the files for the Yakuza, who tells them there is an export happening that very same night, but the only thing they find being exported is dirt. The next day, Frank Castle's trial begins, and Matt Murdock is super late. So late, Foggy is forced to make the opening statement and kinda blows it. And now Foggy is pissed at Matt. During the trial the next day, the medical examiner on the case admits to altering the medical reports of Castle's family. After realizing it was Electra, Matt tells Foggy, who is even more pissed off. Later that night, Electra and Daredevil break into a building at Midland Circle to find a giant hole. Yep, made it! Woohoo! Ten seconds to spare. Alright, we'll see what happens in two weeks. I might forget. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Midland Circle, I feel like, for obvious reasons, including this gigantic hole they find, very important. No references to it in the Marvel, in like Marvel comics. So I find it weird that they chose that. But, just wanted to talk about that randomly. Before we get into our first section. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean... Uh, just kind of pulling that out, right? Like that's that's actually kind of nice every so often, right? To like just make something up because as the audience, like or of people who read the comics or are familiar with the story, it's kind of nice being very surprised, right? When there are changes, so yeah, I, I I'm kind of glad they do that every so often. Uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like they could have made a reference and it doesn't hurt it. It doesn't change the story whether or not if Midland Circle or if it's some other place that's significant in the comics it's not like um finding out the mandarin is really a guy named trevor slattery that definitely changed things <laughs> that's true that did or finding out that uh um you know the scrolls are the good guys yeah um you know uh, somewhat the good guys yeah mm-hmm. it's true all right now that we did something outside of categories for no apparent reason my bad uh-huh. Let's go into our fast facts. On your left. Uh huh. On my left. Got it. Nothing goes over my head. My reflexes are too fast. I would catch it. You didn't see that coming? Al, do you have any fast facts? No, only slow facts. Okay. In later, All right. uh, later sections. But nope, nothing for this. Someday I will. All right. I have uh, two fast facts. First. This is, I'm not sure if it counts, but the Insanity Plea has only a 0.12% acquittal rate, which I feel is pretty close to 12%, which was a running thing for other Marvel stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
I don't know. I didn't look up to see if that was actually factually true <laughs> or they just made it 12 for this. But I'm going to say they made it 12 for this. It works for me. Yeah, I'll take it. Yep. And second is this I did look up. Um, At the end, when they find the big old hole, they drop the flashlight, right? Yeah. And we get 20 seconds between him dropping the flashlight and them going to credits. It never hits the ground. But with the rate of speed of um, falling, um, it would have dropped 1.2 miles in that 20 seconds. Wow. So yeah. I was debating doing some math on that, too, out of curiosity. Um, one of the first things, I think actually probably the opening line of next week's episode is saying, uh, I think Daredevil says, okay, it just landed. I think it's about four stories. No, 40. He's a 40. Oh, well, then I, I completely misheard that. Okay, so that's <laughs> still, that's what, 400 feet, 10 foot a story? So that's very different yeah. than 1.2 miles, because a mile is 5,280 feet? Yes. Okay. <laughs> very different. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's actually something I'll bring up, I was going to bring up next week, but now I don't have to. All, All right. right. We'll save, we'll get rid of one of your notes, because... I okay. know for some reason with this new format, we're having a trouble, a ton of trouble finding notes. <laughs> we only talk about things that are, we want to talk about instead of everything, which I hope makes it better for the listener. Same All here. 14 of you. No, I'm kidding. That's right. <laughs> Let us know if you like it, because we yeah. have no idea. <laughs> also, at this point that we're recording this episode, none of this new format has been um, put out in the universe. So maybe y'all hate it, but you're stuck with it for at least, I don't know, 7, 12 episodes, 13 episodes, probably this whole season at the very least. Alright. Uh-huh. Heroes. Maybe it's enough that the world thinks I'm a hero. I saw you. You're a hero. Like, a for real superhero, which is, I'm not like a groupy stalker type. But... I choose to run toward my problems and not away from them. That's what. Because that's what heroes do. Yeah. So the the one hero, I, I, I Tony, I keep forgetting who the hero is. Or I not, mean, like, I, Daredevil. I still have Matt. But... I, yeah, Matt, and I still have Frank in there. I don't know. We should have had a gray area thing. We didn't <laughs> expect this. <laughs> no, no, we didn't. It's been so clear cut the entire time, and now all <laughs> really of a sudden, has. this first one just blows it up. There go all of our best laid plants. <sighs> yeah, I mean, uh, the good thing is for Electra this week and next week because we record for every listener out there. You know, we record two episodes at a time. Um, Electra keeps veering into she might be good, and then she keeps veering back into bad. So at least she keeps us. <laughs> she keeps in the villain section, but okay. I kept Frank in the hero section. Okay, that that works. It's, uh, it, it, yeah, okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, so as far as heroes, I, let's let's go with Daredevil. Um, yeah. So we're we're like this is the first episode where it feels like he really is kind of getting screwed over by doing the whole two lives thing, right? Like mm-hmm. he goes out with Elektra and does stuff, sleeps in, and now Foggy is super pissed off at him. Uh, for all of that. Uh, and then later on, um, when uh, when he tells uh, Foggy that basically their entire uh, legal strategy was screwed over by Elektra, 
uh, yeah, Foggy just loses it. And yeah, yeah, rightfully so. Oh yeah, I agree. But yeah, yeah. I mean, a double life is hard for most heroes. A triple life, you just can't do it. So yeah. <laughs> sorry, Matt, you just can't do it. Yeah, honestly, a single life is hard enough for some of us. <sighs> right? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh god. I mean, that's probably one of the greatest things Tony Stark did for the Marvel Cinematic Universe was he got rid of rid of most secret identities. So you don't have to live double lives anymore. Yeah, that's true. So we only get this type of storyline with Daredevil and and, and, and Spider Man up to this point right now. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, there are no other secret identities. I'm trying to think. I don't think there are any as of right now. Yeah. I mean, hell, uh, we even made fun of this a while ago, but, you know, on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., you know, Daisy Johnson just goes around saying, hi, I'm Daisy Johnson, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., and then she uses her inhuman powers. Uh-huh. So, like, <laughs> even she doesn't even try, and she's a spy. Yeah. I'm wondering, though... Nope, nope, never mind. I was going to say, do you think Bucky will be hiding because people think he's a terrorist? But no, everyone knows who Bucky Barnes is in Civil War. <laughs> That yeah, that's that's true. Um, <laughs> well, I I mean, will he try to keep it a secret because because everyone knows who he is, right? Or at least thinks of him yeah. as that terrorist. I mean, there was the um, there was a point when Bucky was Captain America, and then mm-hmm. it, in the comics, yeah, in the comics, and then it, it got out that you know, hey, he was a Winter Soldier and he killed people, and then there were like. Um, uh, what was it? Uh, court things, lawsuit. No, I don't want to say. Uh, like I don't know, congressional hearings, that style of things. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then, and then they basically just like took it away from him. Like, yeah, this this isn't good. Yeah, I so. mean, yeah, but then at that time, also up until Cap got killed, can't remember if his identity was revealed when he got killed. I have that graphic novel, but I'm not going to look at it. Okay, that's fair. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so because depressing. it came back to life, so. <laughs> Yeah, there, there is that too. That's fair. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but so many things from Civil War in the comics were undone. Mm-hmm. Like Spider-Man's oh, yeah. unmasking. And Spider-Man's marriage. And Spider-Man's child. And everything with Spider-Man. <laughs> exactly. Like, Oops! Whoops! Spider-Man's kid? That, that didn't happen in that no, universe, No, I don't right? think... Okay. Yeah, no, no. Uh, what, a Mayday Parker? No, she was in alternate universe. Okay, yeah, I wasn't sure if it was alternate universe or, like, potential future, or... I guess both, yeah, but, okay. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, uh-huh. I've read... She was in Spider-Verse, I know that, but that was many alternate versions. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. Um, For Matt, I've got Matt notes. Okay. Um, My thing is about Matt's conversation with Karen about vigilantism. Uh... For a little, it leaks a little bit into Karen, where she, I, she believes he's oh, it's okay for him to be murdering everybody. I'm very, I'm like, what the hell, Karen? But maybe that's because I'm strongly against real life vigilantism. <laughs> Same here, yeah, yeah. And then even even police who take the law into their own hands are is wrong in my opinion. But um, I. 
usually I think like Matt says he he believes in the law and you should follow the law and stuff. Where yeah, technically he's a hypocrite, but I mean we see Batman do the same thing when Bruce Wayne's talking about Batman. I'm specifically thinking in the Dark Knight. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I feel like Matt really does believe that vigilantes are bad for the city. But he just can't help himself. Yeah, so do you think that goes back to your your thinking that this season is all like temptation for Daredevil? Yeah. Like the different things? Yeah, I I think so. Um I think he's addicted to daredeviling or maybe he's addicted to the rage and the violence and he just that's one way to get out without getting arrested or disbarred yeah that makes sense oh boy i just love punching it's kind of his he does love punching (laughs) a lot of times these guys are knocked out he just keeps punching (laughs) (laughs) that is true (laughs) um yeah. Uh, do you want to uh, move over to Frank? Uh, yeah, let's go ahead and move on to, to Frank. Yeah. Um, I, I, I wanted to say more about the whole, you know, pro-con vigilante stuff, like, in the mm-hmm. in the show, but I really did not have a coherent thought. So we'll, we'll just go on to Frank. That's probably easier okay. than rambling. So. Well, well, I mean, maybe you'll have time to, to uh, organize your thoughts, because my Frank stuff is about the city being divided. Oh, okay. Well, that works. Yeah, um, <laughs> the whole looking for jurors. Oh, I'm yeah. like, yeah, I've always wondered in real life, like back when we had like the O.J. Simpson trial or we had the trial for El Chapo, the Mexican drug lord and stuff like that. How do you get an impartial jury? Because if anyone who is actually impartial is woefully misinformed about the state <laughs> of the world. <laughs> and maybe that's what they go for in a sense. Um I have absolutely no idea. No, you're, you're right. Like, the only thing I know about jury selection, and I've never been on a jury, uh, like, the handful of times that I've been summoned for jury duty, it has it has been in one of those weird points where I actually was able to just get out of it without having to go. Like, for example, one time it happened, but I was moving out of that county, and so, mm-hmm. like, I would not have been eligible legally at the time so yeah that was nice for me but anyway the only thing that i know is like the lawyers or attorneys for both sides uh get to at a minimum say you know no to certain amount of people Mm -hmm. and that's literally the only thing i know about jury selections so but yeah they went through 420 people in this jury yeah that's that's a crazy amount of people yeah yeah um I think what you settle for is if it's a, this device of so like Frank, um, six pro Punisher people and six anti Punisher people. That's yeah, that's the best probably, you can do. Yeah, that's probably the best, and maybe that's what they did. I don't think so, but maybe that's what they tried to do, or or yeah. said that they did. Yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah I, yeah, the, but the city is as divided as, um. Matt and Karen are right there. I'm trying to think if in the real world we've ever had a vigilante like this, which I don't think we have. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't think so. I can't think of anyone. Yeah. Because, yeah, a guy dressing up in a red suit and fighting criminals, that's very outlandish, much Uh less a blind man doing it. But this guy, a military man going on a crime hunt, 
while outlandish is still realistic enough that it could potentially happen. That's true. Yeah. Like you, if, if I read that in the news, I'd be like, Oh wow. That, uh, okay. That happened. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, Hey, it's the Punisher. Oh crap. It's the Punisher. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, lots of bad stuff coming out of that. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And there's no daredevil to fight him and teach no. him right from wrong. <laughs> or Spider-Man, because that also happens. Well, yeah. I love when Spider-Man uh, teams up with grumpy people. <laughs> like, I want... If they keep the Spider-Man train rolling, like, Sony and Marvel keep their partnership, uh-huh. I would really love a Spider-Man Wolverine movie. Because I love Spider-Man and Wolverine. <laughs> oh, that that would be great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, Sp- yeah, like you said, Spider-Man and the Punisher. Just Spider-Man and anyone who's grumpy. old man uh steve rogers (laughs) yeah well steve rogers from the ultimates universe because old man steve rogers 90 year old steve rogers or however old he was um he seems still pretty friendly yeah with his friend but you know (laughs) what what if he was retired i mean that that was a friend that he hadn't seen in decades right yeah but he also lived through the rest of the 40s the 50s and 60s he had a chance of turning racist (laughs) that's true (laughs) he he had 70 years to change his mind like maybe i'll go with the metal arm guy what's his name again (laughs) (laughs) oh he'd never forget bucky i know that's his one weakness that's his kryptonite (laughs) it is way more than um than even peggy Peggy was never in danger, though. Not when he was with her. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway. Uh, back to Mr. Castle. Um, I also... It's interesting that he doesn't want to go with a PTSD angle. And if, if I'm reading it right, if I'm understanding correctly, he didn't want to go with it because he didn't get it when he was deployed. He didn't get PTSD when he was deployed, so it, he thinks it's dishonorable to the other people who actually suffer from PTSD. Yeah, I, I think that makes sense. I uh, I think he was also saying that he doesn't have PTSD. Like, as it's just part of that, too. Like, But, yeah, I think it's mostly the part that you said. He just doesn't want to, like, dishonor those other people, right? Or yeah. like, say, like, what? No, it's, it's not an excuse. I just did it because, oh boy, I love killing. Or, uh, yeah. oh boy, I'm just angry. Well, I mean, that's the end of this episode. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but I think even if he had PTSD, which honestly, I think he does. <laughs> um, even if he did have PTSD, he would still deny it. Because he got it from the death of his family, not from hmm. Afghanistan or Iraq or wherever he was. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, although I thought that the, that's kind of where they were going with that. That... Um, that he got the PTSD from watching his family die. They, they kind of, they did something about that or said something about that in the, during the trial. Um, yeah. Well, it's, they're selling it as a neurological disorder where his brain was damaged. And so he always is in the flight or, or fight or flight mode. Okay. So he's always got the adrenaline pumping. He's always ready to throw down or escape. Um, and that's different from PTSD. 
because I think it takes away the stress of post-traumatic stress disorder. It's, it's not that... It's more physiological than emotional, I think. Okay, that makes I, a lot of sense. I think, I think that's where the line is. At least right. that's what they're saying. All right. Was, was that this episode where they had that? Because I watched the two episodes, this week's and next week's oh, back God. to back, and so was I don't actually remember when they said that. I, I, I think that was next week. Know. I think next week's the actual trial. Is this... You're right. All right. Well, on. we got ahead of ourselves. Yeah, maybe I'll edit this out. Eh. Probably not, though. Yeah, probably not. It's fine. <laughs> we'll, we'll leave it. We don't yeah. remember. Yeah. All right. I think we should move away from Frank. I'm getting into dangerous mode because I'm mixing up the two, <laughs> the two episodes. That sounds good. Anything we missed this week, we'll just talk about next week. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That'll work. All right. Those are our only two heroes, right? I know we talked about it, but I just wanted to be sure. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Alright, so the villains. I ask you to what end? Dread it. Run from it. Destiny arrives all the same. It's funny, isn't it? How even the best of men can be deceived by their true nature. What the hell does that mean? That I am the ill intent. Kneel before me. Said. No! Who do you want to start with? Uh, let's start with Electra. In, in Good, because that's the only one I have notes for. Oh, perfect. I don't have notes for I don't, anyone. Okay, I don't know if you had notes for um the hacker guy, but I don't. <laughs> I, no, I mean, he was just generic pervert guy that they wanted to take down. That was it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So the only notes I have is uh, we talked about a little bit with um, her ruining the medical examiner's confession. Um, she well we know she doesn't care about laws, but she's extremely <laughs> ignorant about how laws work. <laughs> what well, uh, what do you mean? Um, I feel maybe it's just because I'm like really because I watch a lot of movies and TV. I understand if the the witness was coerced, you can't use their, uh, was it their testimony? Testimony. Thank you. Yeah. Um, but she had no idea. She thought, you know, if I just beat him until he says what he did, everything will be fine, and then Matt will be done with the trial earlier. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, that would have worked, but. Eventually, he uh, admitted. Oh, wait, no. She told him to admit it, huh? Yes. Uh, well, was he... Was was her plan that he just admits it, like, at all, and then doesn't say that he was coerced into telling the truth? Maybe maybe that's the part she messed up. I think that's what she... The part she messed up. Because um, I think if she had said, if you tell anybody, I will kill you and cut off your pinky toe, or whatever she threatened him... Mm-hmm. Um, then he wouldn't have said anything about being coerced. But I don't think she just, she cared. Yeah, that's true. She just wanted the quick win. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's all I really have for Electra in this episode. Because when I'm thinking Electra, I'm thinking a lot about next episode. <laughs> yeah, same here. 
man, these these two episodes really just go together. Like I gotta say, we talked about this um, during season one of Daredevil, uh, where yeah. I think it was you that saw that uh, when they made the season, they wanted ev- they wanted it to be a really long movie, uh, and mm-hmm. this season is doing the same thing. It's just like right after each other, so it's uh, it's getting a little yeah. hard to differentiate the episodes. I feel like this is too slightly shorter really long movies because the whole like the first four episodes is his own little story and then this is the sequel where they they're still continuing the story but they're adding on to it with yakuza yeah that's true yeah uh-huh. and other stuff that i was about to say but that's the next episode yeah that's fair yeah all right uh moving on to the guy in the chair guy in the chair don't do anything stupid until I get back. How can I? Taking all the stupid with you. No, 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 no. Not those three wombats. No way. All right. Our always. supporting characters. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, who do you want to start with? Um. Well, I only have Karen because we talked about Foggy being betrayed. <laughs> yeah, that, that's pretty much the only note I had for Foggy, too. He is <laughs> really angry. I will say I'm, I'm glad with his restraint for not outing Matt to Karen. Uh, and say, ah, he's screwing up our case by going out at night and daredeviling, and then, like, that's it. Is this where they had, or is this next episode, where they had the yelling match in the bathroom? Uh, That was this episode, because at the end of of this episode, because Matt tells Foggy in the bathroom that, oh, it was Elektra who threatened Mm. him, her. uh, Yeah, who threatened uh, the the person the medical examiner yeah okay so um so are those bathrooms like really soundproof <laughs> oh god no <laughs> i mean uh i mean when they leave karen says what happened i heard yelling like my yes, guess is you should have heard exactly what he said <laughs> my guess is that they were so echoey that it, the actual stuff that they said was distorted maybe I mean, that's good because they are in a courthouse yelling about Matt being a vigilante. Yeah, they they said that a few times. Or Foggy at least said that a few times. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm going to assume that that's what happened. I mean, I don't regularly talk in a bathroom uh, or, you know, public bathroom. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, generally bathrooms are uh, kind of echoey. So I would assume that it's something along those lines. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I feel like Karen should definitely know. <laughs> yeah, and that's actually kind of something I was thinking. Like as he left, he was like, uh, "All right, it's it's time to bring her in. Um, you know, let her know this is what's going on. Then she can be angry or not. Or uh, at that point, the the two of them wouldn't be disagreeing anymore about the whole vigilante thing. Um, they would just be disagreeing on the is killing okay or not. Yeah, totally. Um. About is killing okay or not? Uh, Karen, at what point should they be worried about how much Karen identifies with these bad guys or these Um, murderers? At a bare minimum, right now, I think is a good time. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, okay. Um, You know, there's... uh, Who's the guy before? I already forgot his name. The one the Punisher was killing. What was that? Grotto. Yeah, Grotto. Um, I mean... There was him who she immediately like, like I get that she wants to help people, but mm-hmm. like especially Foggy and Matt, 
should notice this trend because there's Grotto, there's the Punisher who she's getting really close to. She's dating Matt Murdock. She doesn't know he's Daredevil, but you know, Matt and Foggy know they should be able to put these pieces together. One of yeah. them should. Well, also, Karen thinks Matt's an alcoholic and doesn't care enough to do anything about it. I feel like these they're not really great friends. <laughs> these three. <laughs> yeah, well, well, maybe she thinks maybe she Foggy. can change him. Foggy's yeah. a good friend. He, he He's thinking screwed. Yeah, that's true. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't. You know, I was actually going to bring this up later in the twelve percent because that's where the majority of my notes are. Um, so, is Matt drinking around Karen more just to sell it? Because, like, when they were doing that work at his place, um, and like the date ended early, uh, he was drinking a bunch of wine, and I yeah. assume he drank a lot on their previous date. Uh, I assume they were both drinking, but I mean, I feel like they were. They just he just drinks, you know. I don't know a normal amount after work, but I don't. Karen is enabling him, even though he doesn't have that problem. She thinks he does, so I just think she's a bad friend. <laughs> yes, that's true. Yeah, that's she... my conclusion. <laughs> I mean, the only. That, like just to defend her, just to chew something is maybe in her mind she's like, well, it's not a bad problem. Yeah, he drinks a bit much, but so far it's not affecting his life or the lives of others. So, I mean, it is at this trial, but she isn't. I mean, before that, mm-hmm. I mean, she again. I don't want to say anything because I don't know if it's next episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's fair. Uh, yeah, don't know. Yeah, but yeah, so yeah, they should be worried about Karen. Karen should be worried about Matt. Foggy should be worried about everybody. And everyone should worry a little bit about Foggy because now all the pressure's on him. Yeah, like, and he's he's also cracking under that pressure too. Like, he was not happy about having to do that opening statement. I mean, for other reasons too. It wasn't just, you know, the pressure, but yeah. Yeah. Also, um, if you You've never been on jury. I've never been on jury. How confident are you going to be about the defense attorney if he keeps starting his um, opening statement and just like, no, never mind. No, nope, he is a murderer. No, just like. Uh, yeah, not not very confident at all. That's, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Anything else for these guys? Uh, nope, I think I'm good. We can uh, move on down to the next thing mm-hmm. all right uh but before we do that we have an ad welcome to baston robbins would you like to try our mango fruit blast and jerry's named a flavor after me so start graving hazelnuts not bad for your consideration the chair so it's time to uh time to make some money all right uh tony uh, one thing that I really hate doing personally, uh, I know not a lot of people agree with me, but I hate moving heavy things, especially those heavy things in large quantities. Uh, and you know what's the absolute worst thing to move, Tony? What is? Exactly. Large quantities <laughs> of dirt. And that's where ah. this week's sponsor, Yaki Earth Movers, comes in. Imagine you dig up a giant hole and realize 
you don't know where to put all of that dirt. And we've all been there before, probably when we were six. So for all those times that you need to get rid of a bunch of dirt, call our friends at Yaki Earth Movers. They put the locomotion in moving stuff. I told them that was a bad motto, and they pulled a gun on me. Use promo code MCU Rewind to get a 10% discount on moving rocks, which is not a thing they offer. <laughs> it took me a second to realize Yaki is short for Yakuza. Yep. <laughs> I'm sure if any of our Yakuza listeners out there would love to hear their new nickname. I hope they're not any of the 12. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now moving on to powers, abilities, and superhero landings. Their abilities? He's got increased metabolism and improved thermal homeostasis. Her thing is neuroelectric interfacing, telekinesis, mental manipulation. He's fast and she's weird. That thing does not obey the laws of physics at all. Look. Okay, look, the city is flying. We're fighting an army of robots. And I have a bow and arrow. Woohoo! All right. Yeah. What have we got? I've got one of my favorite intimidation tactics that Punisher uses of holding the guy up to the glass and then punching the glass until like you can hear when it's about to break so i thought that was really effective and really terrifying and almost a little too far <laughs> yeah um so i was, I was kind of wondering about that like a, a bit so i didn't actually think about the hearing when it was actually going to break because mm -hmm. i mean that didn't cross my mind at all but also is that a thing like you'd have to practice that right like he would he would have to know but has he just been around enough broken glass to know what it takes to break it I think he has been around enough broken glass or he, this is like when he's training under stick, this is what my head can okay. is stick will weaken glass. So he'll know how much integrity it has before it breaks like under him when he's running across it or something, or if he needs to jump through a window, getting it broken enough or weak enough to not like kill him as he jumps through. Okay. All right. Yeah. So there, there was. So I guess we can assume that there was some sort of training under stick around that. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is, like, if I get a headcanon it with either him using one of his four super senses or stick training. <laughs> okay, that works for me. Yeah. Um. That that was really cool. Um. I, I was kind of trying to figure out like, was that a mix of CGI and also real at the end, like, or was it all just. Mm -hmm that's how like maybe that was a special kind of uh stunt glass that they use for that yeah i i'm my thinking would be when it's break like when he's holding the guy up to it it's it's a certain type of glass that will shatter but it's probably reinforced maybe like plastic um i don't actually know what's coming but like it's a plastic covering so even when it's cracking and breaking it won't shatter all the way Oh, okay. Where, um, and then at the end when they take the guy off and Matt shatters the window anyway, it's probably switched it out for, you know, stage glass and stuff like that that they'll use in on plays and movies. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Um, I do like how Daredevil told that guy, um, like, or the, because the guy, I already forgot his name, uh, he, he <laughs> explained how to, um, like decode all of the stuff using the the cipher and i like how he was like no no you do it not saying you do it because i can't read 
<laughs> also, I think that's you're right, <laughs> but I think part of it is you do it because so we know you're not screwing us over by giving us the wrong cipher. Yeah, that's that's true. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, Electra could do it. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, she could, and she speaks Japanese. So yeah, it's true. Um, anything else for powers and abilities? Nope, not a thing. All right, moving on to anything else we want to bring up. Stark Tower is your baby. Give yourself twelve percent the credit. Twelve percent. An argument can be made for fifteen. Twelve percent. Well, I my baby? did do all the heavy lifting. Literally, I lifted the heavy things. You know, I'm twelve minutes older than you. <laughs> Go. What percentage? I don't know. Twelve percent. Twelve percent? That is not a plan. It's barely a concept. You're taking their side? I am Groot. So what? It's better than eleven percent. What the hell does that have to do with anything? All right. Um, we've gotten through most of my notes for this, so I only oh, have okay. one. All right, I have one as well. All right. Well, you've had most things, so I'm just going to start. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, when they were interviewing potential jurors, one of them said, "I just moved my family to this town, and now we're moving out." So he decided to move to Manhattan after the aliens attacked. <laughs> it's a lot cheaper. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, that that's right. That was a whole uh, basic plot point, I guess, of uh, season mm-hmm. one of Daredevil. Yeah. Oh, God. All right. Um, maybe it's against conventional wisdom, or maybe I'm just thinking as, I don't know, a Californian who's never lived in New York. I visited, but I've never lived there. Uh-huh. I feel like New York is a place you move to, to like as a young single person to make your big break or do a business or something, or you move out of with your family, like to a suburb, maybe to Queens or something where they have houses and stuff. I don't feel like Manhattan is a place you move to with your family. Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. I'm I'm sure it happens, but it's probably way, way less often. Yeah. I think yeah. this is um that guy was just using the his family's moving out of Manhattan as an excuse to get out of jury duty. <laughs> so okay, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Um yeah, so my note, my single note is a giant freaking hole. Um <laughs> how do they fill up those train cars and stuff? Without anybody noting noticing, uh, what do you mean? Like the like train cars they that they fill the... up with dirt. How do they get the dirt from the middle of Manhattan to the train cars without anybody noticing? It's a good question. So I would assume that they they probably have a, a probably a few decent sized containers there at the location mm-hmm. at Midland Circle. <clears throat> so they probably fill those containers up with a bunch of dirt. And then sure. transport them by truck, and then load them somehow onto the train. Hmm, I'm not sure. <laughs> it falls apart, right? Yeah. Well, no, actually, that, uh, I don't know. I like so when, whenever you see like you know the, those containers yeah. at the tr- uh, oh, yeah. train, like semis. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, do semis transport those? I believe so. Okay. I'm I, I not 100% of, sure. Yeah, I can't think of ever seeing a truck transporting one of those containers. I can think of 
them like if they empty a container into a truck uh-huh. uh that would make sense but i don't actually know how they transport those yeah i like i feel like the the cargo containers from a cargo ship is a lot bigger than yeah. one but i've never been on a cargo ship so I don't know if it's actually bigger than like what's on a semi. I know semis because uh, my uncle used to do uh, cross country uh, trips as a truck driver. So like oh, he would okay. stop when he came to Sacramento. He would stay over at our place, like when he's almost home because he lived in Southern California. So like I've been in regular semi trailers, which are really big. I don't, but I feel like they're smaller than cargo ch- um, ship ones. Yeah, you're right. They probably are. They're probably like not as wide. I'm sure. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. You're right. Maybe. Uh-huh. Have you ever seen Shawshank Redemption? No. Okay. Well, great movie. Watch Shawshank Redemption. It's on TBS like every other day. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, I still pay for um, cable. I'll see it eventually, I guess. Yeah. Um, spoiler alert for a 25-year-old film. Um, the whole thing is this guy, he's wrongfully committed to murdering his wife. And he, what he does is he, with a, a little rock hammer, he actually digs his way a tunnel out of his jail cell and escapes. And then they, like, after he escapes, they flash back and see how he did it. And one of the things is, this the 40s and 50s that he's in prison. He has the cuffs on his pants, and he just fills them with dirt. And as he walks the, the yard, the wreck yard, he just pours a little bit of dirt out at a time. Oh, I am familiar with that, because I've, I've, like... It's one of those things that's famous enough that it's just yeah. been made fun of in like different media. So, okay. Family Guy? Yeah, Family Guy was the first one that I probably noticed. I assume in The Simpsons too, but I don't know. Yeah. I know Family Guy did like a Stephen King parody thing and they decided to do that instead of The Shining. Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, <clears throat> yeah, so maybe they do that. Maybe they have all their ninja friends just put in the cuffs of their pants and then slowly just nonchalantly walk up to the top of the, um, the cargo container. <laughs> and um put a little dirt out. They they walk from Midland Circle from to Midland like Circle. They, they get yep. into a bus so that way they can transport a bunch of them and then they walk exactly. and they get to the train. Exactly. Okay. That's how I think it works. <laughs> okay, alright, that makes sense. <laughs> I'll take it. Maybe they, they probably are trying to be a little bit more um, efficient. Maybe they're also filling in uh, other things too, uh like their shirts. Right, they they tuck their shirt into their, their pants, and then yep, exactly. Yeah, fill up all the pockets. I'm just imagining them walking around like um, Violet from a Willy Wonka, <laughs> which is like a big giant inflatable thing, but full of dirt. <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, Anyone brings it up, you just get mad at them because you have. They say they have a glandular condition. <laughs> Just some, I, I'm sure like someone's like seeing twenty people walking by. Like, what's going on? Like, <laughs> sir, this is a glandular problem. We're here at a convention. Have yes. a nice day. Yeah. <laughs> and they do for that for however many times it takes to fill up the containers. Yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> All, right. All right. Uh, so I lied. I do actually have one other random thing. Son um, of I a... just missed it. <laughs> Um, so we, we'd actually talked about this, um, God, like a week or two ago. I forget when, uh, but we weren't sure if Foggy knew Electra, uh, but we find out in this episode that he did because Matt oh, brings true. up Electra and he said, Oh, your girlfriend from college. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I don't know if Foggy met her. Like, we don't get any info on that. But, uh, all right, so I... Not sure. I mean, Foggy at least knows that Matt was uh, super depressed after Electra left. So mm-hmm. there was that because that like messed up his whole life for a while. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. I feel like we talked about this before when we talked had this discussion. They probably met a couple times, and then they don't seem compatible. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Foggy probably kept asking her to get them into parties and uh, then she'd be like, yeah, okay. So then they go to like one of her rich people parties and then uh, Foggy gets uh, kicked out and Electra doesn't do anything because she's out having fun with Matt. Exactly. (laughs) And Matt probably doesn't notice. Yeah, exactly. The one thing he doesn't notice, it's that. Right. Also colors. Or he doesn't care. That's the thing. Yeah, that (laughs) colors. (laughs) Yeah, it's a good thing he trusted the person who told him his suit is red. <laughs> yeah, this it's a criminal guy, totally. Yeah. Well, to be fair, that guy doesn't know he's blind, so <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. Um, like I feel like you know, in the comics, originally Daredevil was yellow. Yeah. I think it would have been funnier in the end of season one. The guy says it's red, and he pulls it out and puts it on, and he's in a bright yellow suit. <laughs> that that would have been cool. <laughs> It just had like, ah, uh, here's some other ones. Like, uh, as you can see, there's there was this prototype that I was working on for a while, but you know, you can tell. I, I just, it's not that, it's not as good, right? The the color isn't as as nice. So okay, mm-hmm. or, or what he holds them up. What color do you like? <laughs> I was like, you know, that meme and him chewing on his lip, sweating. <laughs> just like, oh god. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so that's yeah. uh, yeah, that's it for for me. I don't know if you have anything else before you want to close no. it out and rate the episode. Nope, I'm good. All right. I know my value. Anyone else's opinion doesn't really matter. Earth just lost your best defender, so we're here to fight. Strongest Avenger. Access denied. Strongest Avenger. Access denied. Damn you, Stark. Banner. Welcome, Strongest Avenger. Oh. All right, Tony, how many jurors do you want to give this episode? Is that a 12 this time? Uh, yeah, I was I was thinking about making that joke. But yeah, <laughs> sure. Let's make this one out of 12. Oh, good. Oh, good. Um, so many more options now. <laughs> I would give this seven jurors. Okay, so like a 50%, you're in like the three range, assuming we were going to like between one yeah, and five. Yeah, like okay. th- three, three and a half, three, okay. 3.25. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it was good. I liked it, but again, it's bleeding into the next episode, so it's not as impressive. I think the more impressive stuff happens next episode. In fact, the more <laughs> impressive stuff happens the first scene of next episode. <laughs> we'll talk about that soon. Yeah, that's true. Uh I mean, suit for us at least next week for everyone else. Um, I, yeah. I'm I'm gonna go pretty much the same. I was I was gonna say five jurors out of twelve. Mm-hmm. Um, so what is that like a two or something? It's two and a half. Maybe, oh, yeah, two, two and, a half. and right. a quarter. Something like that. You you know what I mean? Um, just because yeah, same thing. It was it was kind of slow. Um, and it just it. Honestly, I don't care about any of the trial stuff involving the Punisher. Like, at this point, it just feels like filler. 
like they're doing it because they have to and they, they kind of want to do that whole um morality type of stuff with yeah. the season but like I, I don't know it it's it's one of those because it's a tv trial and it's not a show that does trials very often it feels mm-hmm. like it's just messed up right because like none of this would happen in real life um so like years ago when the show actually came out on netflix uh, mm-hmm. i remember at one point scrolling through the internet and seeing this article of a lawyer actually writing up like what would happen in a trial if this stuff actually happened in real life and i meant to look it up before actually sitting down and recording this but i forgot and just didn't do it but i remember basically like at pretty much every turn um like the trial would have been declared a mistrial they would have had to restart the fact that Mm -hmm. they're doing it so soon is like unheard of um this kind of thing would take years to get ready for like even a fast track would be next year right like it's so much of that stuff so like and i think all of that just added up to like even the little that i know of how trials go like Mm -hmm. even i think this is made up crap (laughs) yeah you know for even for a superhero show like uh this is i I have to i I have a problem with that part (laughs) yeah i mean it's it's because it's uh, matt murdoch is famously lawyer by day vigilante by night they feel like they need to put the lawyer stuff, but that's just the part of the stuff they're not good at, unfortunately. I yeah, uh-huh. I hope it's better when they do She-Hulk because She-Hulk's also an attorney. Yeah, that that would be nice. Hopefully, throw some Matt Murdock in there. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'd be so excited if they didn't publicize it at all. But when um, when uh, She-Hulk walks into court. It's Matt Murdock who she's going up against. Ah, oh, that'd be so cool. It's like like in the Endgame, when Jarvis showed up, I may have been one of the 14 people who got excited, but I was excited because we had covered <laughs> Agent Carter so closely. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, you remembered him, yeah. Yeah. Hey, it's that guy! That guy from that thing! Yay. Ah. <laughs> uh, and the only people who didn't show up were all of the people in the TV shows. Well, I mean, except yep. for Jarvis, but literally Jarvis. everyone else. <sighs> Whatever. Okay, moving on. Getting uh, over it. All yeah, right. Yeah. So join us next time as we cover Daredevil Season 2, Episode 8, Guilty as Sin. And follow us at MCU underscore Rewind and give us a five-star rating wherever you're listening to this right now. And as always, this is the Marvel Cinematic Rewind for Daredevil Season 2, Episode 6, Semper Fi. Dallas, Semper Fidelis. Semper, Semper Fudge. Semper. Signing off. You can tell I was in the Marines. Have a marvelous day. Semper Fi. Do or die. So gone hold to go and pay the price. Here's to leather necks. Devil dogs and jarheads.